closing in now on 8.46. And Che Hyung Ju's here. Good morning. Good morning. Have you got your finger on the pulse, as they say? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you have to say yes, because that's the name of your segment. As uh, we try to um, get to grips with some of the big developments of the week. And earlier on, we saw a, a new witness appear at the trial of former President Chan Doo-hwan, charged with defaming a late priest in his memoir. And the witness, who'd been with the priest, appeared in court for the first time. So that brought us a new development there. Can you walk us through some of the background? Yes. Uh, on Monday, as you said, uh, for the first time, the witness who had been with late activist priest Cho Chol-hyun, also known by his Catholic name Cho Bio, testified in the criminal trial for of uh, former President Chon Doo-hwan, who is charged with defaming the late priest Cho in his memoir. The priest had insisted during his lifetime that he had seen military helicopters shooting at citizens during the bloody crackdown in 1980. John denounced that claim in his book released in 2017, and he wrote that the late Catholic priest Joe was a shameless liar who does not deserve the title of a religious priest, accusing him of lying. He also called Joe, quote, Satan wearing a mask. Well, that was a strong choice of words for a priest, of course. Not every priest needs to be infallible, nor do they necessarily... Uh, escape the the temptation to be dishonest that we all suffer. Nonetheless, uh, as as we said, strong words that require some sort of clarification. Witness accounts serve as important evidence, though, that martial law troops were given orders to open fire during the Guangzhou uprising. So what did the witnesses say? Uh, Well, at the Gwangju District Court, the 72-year-old witness Yi Gwangjung said that he was a member of the Catholic Church then, and he had been with the priest Joe and seen the gunfire from helicopters on May 21, 1980. Well, he said that he believes Joe had not mentioned the people who had been with him at that time in order to protect them. There were two other witnesses. Yes. Uh, Two other witnesses, Bang Nam-seon and Kim In-hwan, testified that they had seen military helicopter shooting on May 27, 1980, and especially Kim gave a detailed account that he had seen the helicopter attack and his friend had been shot. Well, the next trial session will be held on November 11th in the same court, and there will be an examination of five witnesses who had seen the helicopter attacks. Well, it kind of drags us as well into the... uh a whole area where religion and politics have collided all too often in the last few decades um, of a stormy history. Uh, let's move into our next story for now, though. The ruling Democratic Party bringing an opposition lawmaker to an ethics panel for alleged intervention in ongoing probes and swearing. Tell us the details. Yes, on Tuesday, the ruling Democratic Party submitted a complaint to the Parliamentary Ethics Committee against the main opposition Liberty Korea Party's lawmaker, Yeo Sang-gyu, for his abusive language and also alleged uh, intervention in prosecutors' ongoing investigation. During a parliamentary audit on the previous day, Yeo, who chairs the National Assembly's Legislation and Judiciary Committee, said the prosecution should not deal with the case of the physical standoff in Parliament in which he was involved. And this must be the one regarding fast-tracking reform bills. Yeah, that's right. Well, back in May, LKP lawmaker tried to uh, stop the Democratic Party and minor opposition parties from fast-tracking reform bills by staging sit-ins and blocking the minor Paramide Party's Taebe from leaving his office to prevent him attending a meeting ahead of the major vote. Following this, the rival parties filed 18 complaints against each other's lawmakers, including Yeo Sang-gyu. He has refused to show up for the questioning by the prosecution. 
So during the parliamentary audit on Monday, he told the chief prosecutor of the Seoul Southern District Prosecutor's Office that the prosecution should not be on the case as it was a political issue. And uh, DP lawmakers, including Kim Jong-min, protested his remarks and yelled shot back and also mumbled profanities at him. The video of him swearing uh, went viral online, and he later apologized that he had lost his temper and did not remember the exact expressions he had used. Well, maybe we need a bit more religion in politics with all this bad (laughs) behaviour going on then. Um, But no, seriously, any reaction from the ruling LKP? Well, LKP floor leader Na Kyung-won backlashed and issued a statement that Yeo can explain his concerns about the prosecutors applying legal measures on lawmakers' political actions. Uh, while DP is demanding Yeo to step down from his position as the chair of the Legislation and Judiciary Committee. Meanwhile, it may not be easy to see deliberations since the Ethics Committee has not been organized yet. Um, We've got an interesting, very sad case to talk about here, Um, and it also involves abusive language. Earlier this week, there was the first court hearing held for a man who is accused of killing a motel guest in anger after he refused to pay a fee. Tell us what happened. Yes, uh, Seoul Motel employee Chang Deo is being tried for murdering a 32-year-old guest, dismembering and concealing his body after the guest insulted him back in August. The first court uh, hearing was held on Tuesday. Chang appeared in court in a cold manner and he refused to answer some simple questions by the judge. And also when he, when the judge asked him why he does not apologize to the victim and his family, he simply replied saying that he's not sorry at all. However, he did admit that all the charges he brought against him and also he admitted all the tools that he had used for the crime. Prosecutors have demanded a death penalty for Zhang as his crime method was so cruel and planned. In their final argument, prosecutors emphasized that the victim did not harm him physically nor mentally, and Zhang shows no sign of repentance after the crime. Mm, um, Very sad to hear many of those details. Disturbing to hear this attitude. Uh, But we should perhaps just briefly point out that death penalty is more of a symbolic measure in this mm-hmm. country. It's not been carried out for many years and it's uh, it, it's theoretical rather than uh, a practical uh, sentence and, and would really amount to um, spending the rest of your life in prison. But the, the, the case has been shocking. It's, it's been cruel. Um, the face of the perpetrator was revealed to the media given the seriousness of the crime and the evidence on the table. Mm-hmm. When he was actually entering the Goyang police station on August 21st, he said to the journalist that he was not sorry and would kill him again. Chang claimed that he killed the guest because he used abusive language and refused to pay a 40,000 won fee. A 40,000 won fee. And, well, again, we'll, we'll be watching this close. But um, with that other serial murder case on the table at the moment, it makes you despair a little bit about what you may find hidden in society. Let's finish with uh, something else related to collecting fees. Highway toll collectors and the Korea Expressway Corporation have reached a settlement on Wednesday. But their conflict still lingers. Why? Well, the civic group for uh, toll collectors who are part of the Korean Confederation of Trade Unions held a press conference yesterday in front of Seoul Central District Prosecutor's Office. They criticized the Korean Korea Express Corporation that it's ignoring the Supreme Court's verdict for the um, 
the trial and to directly, and it has ordered the corporation to directly hire the toll collectors as permanent employees. The civic group is fi- uh, filing a case to the prosecution that the corporation's president, Lee Gang-ne, is violating Temporary Agency Workers Protection Act. Well, back in August, the Supreme Court upheld lower court's rulings that the state-run expressway operators should hire the toll collectors directly to permanent positions rather than having contractors hiring them. The decision came six years after the lawsuit was filed in 2013 and 61 days after the fee collectors began the stage uh, sit-in protests on top of the canopy at the Seoul toll gate in Songnam, Gyeonggi province. By the way, whatever the the harsh working conditions they're under, by and large, my experience with toll collectors has been so positive. Among the public service positions out there, they're they're often friendly, often greeting with a smile. Not just sort of... uh, I mean, you could imagine getting a bit grumpy if you're not happy with your working conditions. What what did they have to say, though, about the, the settlement that was actually reached on Thursday? Well, the civic group criticized the settlement that it only continues to hire the toll collectors via a subsidiary, and it is downgraded version of Supreme Court's decision, and it plans to continue its protests at the KEC headquarters until the day all 1,500 workers are employed directly. Well, previously, among 6,500 workers, about 5,000 accepted employment at the subsidiary, while the remaining 1,500 refused the offer and were dismissed since the contract between the KEC and uh, outsourced farms expired in June. By the way, that's something also that's maybe not even relevant to this particular conflict is there does seem to be a, a gender bias. Like they're overwhelmingly female, aren't they, toll mm-hmm. collectors? Have you noticed that? Yes, yeah. all of them. Yeah, pretty much every time. Um, I don't know if that plays in at all into the backdrop there, but uh, be worth looking into. Thank you very much, Youngju. Good to have you here. Thank you for having me. As ever, on the pulse. You can take your finger off now. Uh, Okay, that's our program for today. Uh, Thanks very much for your company. Um, Our producer, Christina Sol, thank you very much to you. Also to our writers, Im Young-ju, Che Young-ju, sitting alongside me uh, in a different capacity. And also Kim Hesu. Coming up next, Life Abroad with Na Seung-hyun. And don't forget to join us again Monday, 7.05.